Hi, Peter Balker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now, today I want to speak to you about a topic that is both easy and difficult to talk about for me, and that's being an entrepreneur and having a minority mindset. And it's interesting, I mean, so just to give you a bit of an idea, I am the byproduct of two really distinctly different races coming together. So my mum was from a Czech Republic, my dad was from Mauritius, they were both first generation migrants into the UK, should I say immigrants, they both came over back in the early part of the 70s, well late 60s, early 70s, and back then the world was a very divided place. So it was quite racist in its own nature, you had a lot of immigration then, you had the Indians that came over, the Pakistanis that came over, you had the Caribbeans that came over, the Africans that came over, we had the Irish. So it was very much a melting pot back then. But people used to hang around within their own races. And that was quite normal. What wasn't normal was mixed race relationships or mixed race children. So I remember being at school, and it was at school I first noticed it, it was really tough. I mean, don't get me wrong, kids at the best of time can be quite, what's the word, aggravating. And it, I think it's just part and parcel of growing up. So very often as, as a sort of kid, you'd get, you'd, people would have used race as a way of just attacking you. And everyone used to do it. The, I mean, we're the black people doing it to each other and to everyone else. I mean, it was just cross-section. And you don't understand it as a kid. But I suppose the one thing I did understand as a kid is that you had everybody with their distinct identities, but then as a minority minority where I had two mixed race, when I had mixed race sort of parentage, that was tough because I didn't know where I fitted in. In fact, I remember growing up thinking, okay, it would be much easier had my mum met a white person and my life would have been less complicated. And that's horrible to say because I really didn't feel like I fitted in as a kid. And perhaps I didn't really at that time because it, it was well ahead of where the people were ready to accept. So growing up was quite tough. What kept me on the straight and narrow was probably the fear of my parents because it was quite a strict upbringing. So yeah, you, just, you kind of listened to your parents and thank God I did. But yeah, kid, I mean, my confidence wasn't great as a kid. I didn't believe that anyone could love me because of my colour and all those things. And I probably, as a kid, grew up developing a chip on my shoulder. And a lot of the things that I maybe encountered were stuff that I blew out of proportion because I was supposed looking for supporting evidence to support the fact that I believe I didn't fit in. And therefore, if you look hard enough for stuff, you will find it. But irrespective, I, I worked hard at school. I had some really good friends at school. Didn't necessarily enjoy school, looked forward to school being over. And then moving on to the next stage of my life. So school wasn't great, and I do believe that did have, that did play a part on my whole psyche, confidence and all of that. So that was really true. And then the biggest godsend for me was probably finding my first proper part-time job. And I was fortunate enough, I joined McDonald's 
and that was a fast-growing business at the time. It was only part-time, but it was multiracial, adult environment. And I started to be, what's, I would say I was starting to become recognized for me. And that's where I learned to lose color because we, I mean, we were from everywhere. I mean, that was literally like the United Colors of Benetton. We had all races, all creeds, and we got on really, really well. When I think back to that period where I was growing up as a teenager and I had been stopped while driving a car on a number of occasions, I don't think it had much to do, as much to do with my colour as it did with my age and perhaps the police doing their job to make sure that me as a teenager wasn't an irresponsible, cocky little shit, which as a teenager a lot of us absolutely are. And as I grew and grew and grew, it's interesting how you become more comfortable with your own skin being surrounded by those adults. So it was important for me, that new environment. And the older I became, there came a point where I just kind of forgot about my past in terms of my schooling, forgot about the Friday, Saturday nights where packy bashing was an event and all those nasty things that were being said. Now, not to say that didn't affect me because I was really, really high tension for many a year because after going through that, I would always look for anything that could be racially motivated so I could jump on. And I do believe that to a degree that did hold me back because I would have that chip on my shoulder, I would have that attitude. And you know what, that attitude did keep me sharp, did help me produce great results but it also prevented relationships from being built. And that's really important that it held me back. And if I look back to perhaps why I had been promoted in the past, it probably, looking back on it and reflecting, I wouldn't say it had much to do with my race. I would say it was 99.9% .9 of my attitude and my attitude wasn't right and therefore I got back in return what my attitude deserved. Yeah, and it's easy for me to say that now, coming in towards my 50s, I've got a much wiser head on my shoulders. But a big part of me getting that understanding was actually going through therapy and understanding perhaps how I took things on board, how I processed the information, and how I dealt with it. Now, it doesn't mean that this stuff doesn't happen today. Probably does happen today. The difference is, is what I allow into my being. What do I focus on? What do I concentrate on? And as a coach today, as an entrepreneur, I do believe that my level of success has nothing to do with what race I was, but to do with my ability, my ability to help people get to where they need to be, the confidence I've developed in my profession. And all of that has been because I've had to let things go and focus on the positive out there. So it's very much a, a sort of slight abridged version that I can appreciate how a minority mindset can be difficult in business, but you're never gonna stop people being the way that they are. You're not gonna stop people's comments. I mean, if people are thinking those things better in than out. I suppose what's really important is how we react how I reacted to situations and what I allowed to get in my way 
and what I didn't allow to get in my way. And at the end of the day, I am really pleased with the level of success that not only have I achieved, I feel really lucky to have done that, but I've helped other people achieve. So for those of you that are in that sort of minority mindset, you've got to look at your coping mechanisms that will allow you to unleash the inner self, your inner brilliance, and actually move forward and do the best work you can and excel in your life. And I did an interview back, and I think it's in the early 20s, with Byron Nelson, who's a keynote speaker from America. So he, he's from sort of Afro-Caribbean heritage. It'd be interesting if you want to sort of look at how our past does not determine our future, check out that video because he puts it really eloquently. Now, if anything I've discussed with you today resonates, you want to talk more in detail with me, head over to balker.com, get in touch. If you love the video today, if you love today's episode, give it a thumbs up, subscribe and share. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. And please stay safe.